Greetings, fellow investigators, and welcome back to our video podcast, Into the Darkness, where my friends and I play the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. I'm your host, Tom Rayleigh. The campaign is Horror on the Orient Express, and it's available from Chaosium. I am the keeper of the arcane lore, and this is episode 44. Our recap will be given as Keith Craig is his character, Gunter Block. So, without any further delays, let's continue our journey into the darkness. Keith? Hmm. The Journal of Gunter Block. Still on this goddamn journey. We stopped in Minkowski, where, after the uh, terrorist attack on the train tracks. However, it was turned out to be rather fortuitous as a the beautiful and happily single Yasmina is here and she needs our, our help in a search for her father, Dragomir. We couldn't start that night because curfew was set to start at 1900 due to the People's Justice Army, but we had a pleasant evening shooting billiards, billiards and actually t getting a much needed respite. The next morning, the crate Crate arrived at the lodge. It's full of artifacts from uh, from medieval times. Nothing too surprising that you that you wouldn't expect from a dig until we came across a uh, a box. Opening up the box, it was uh, lined in velvet and it had one piece of silver. Uh, the silver was uh, was stamped uh, Tetra Drachma from the city of Tyr. After a little bit of uh, thinking on the, the Latin, Dr. Uh, Yasmina was able to uh, translate it, and this is purported to be one of the 30 pieces of silver that Judas Iscariot uh, took for his betrayal of our Lord and Savior Jesus. I wonder if it actually is. There are so many religious relics that are, we'll say, not traceable to their actual origin. There were several scrolls and books in there, enough enough to take a, a well over a year to read. Most of them are records of the organization of the Noble Shield uh, from the from that time period and their attempt to uh, stop the evil. The oldest book was a uh, Santina Mal Malgorum, and there was also an account of Talias Corvus. Most curious of all was there was a knife on the inventory sheet, but it was not in the crate. We, uh, I, I suspected maybe it was either stolen or uh, until uh, Dorian suggested maybe the uh, doctor hadn't actually put it into the uh, crate at all and just put it on the inventory sheet, which seemed much more likely as the, we seem to be the first one to have actually pried the crate open. We had a midday meet with uh, Dr. Belen Belenzara, uh, a friend of Dragomir. Found out that apparently they had had a falling out over uh, Dragomir's obsession with uh, myth and not being able to accept that that none of this, none of what he was reading was true. I'm afraid that he might have been right, but there was no need to uh, try and get in an argument with Dr. Belenzara about this. The doctor told us that, that he believes that Yasmina's father went hunting as he borrowed a 12-gauge shotgun and was headed out to the Konchevsi forest. We'll have to check this, track this down. We, uh, we thanked him for his, his assistance and we headed off to the uh, cement factory as the last uh, note, verified note from him says that he was planning to go to the cement factory. Uh, 
Dr. Neuroda speculated that possibly he went there to smash the dagger as the uh, the Crusaders were unable to find any means to do it. Perhaps maybe our uh, modern technology would have had the, uh, the power to, to break it. When we got there, it was a typical cement factory. The uh, foreman informed us that there had been no uh, no trespassing that he was aware of, and it seemed like this was a dead end. After that, we headed over to the tomb. Oh, headed over to the dig site, where he entered a tomb. It was uh, set up in a uh, like a cross. So we went on on in. There was a mosaic on the wall of Saint Michael stomping on the devil. At the uh, intersection of the crossbars of the cross, a, sarco a sarcophagus was, was found. It was uh, already open, and looking inside, the sarcophagus was lined with lead. The lid also had lead on it, and when we laid it down, the lid had a uh, circle with a stone in the middle with a curious star inscription and writing and the writing around it that translated remove not the dragon's claw bringer of plagues and sorrows we uh we surmised that this was probably where the knife was stored leaving the uh the dig site we decided to split split our group to cover ground quicker theodore dorian and i planned to search the forest for uh for the the doctor meanwhile the doc dr Roland and Dr. Gabriel plan to go with Yasmina to the, the newspaper Sibilitz. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> so let's see. Let's um let's do uh the newspaper first. Uh, we figured it's about uh, three, maybe four o'clock in the afternoon at this point. Um, so the newspaper is a local newspaper, Sibalis. Uh, uh, it 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 probably it it doesn't its public side probably doesn't stay open all the time, but uh, you know there's always reporters inside and people like that. <clears throat> all right, you pull up to it. Uh, and get out. It's a simple-looking building. You can vaguely hear the sound of printing presses, maybe in the back. Um, they make kind of a ching, ching, ching sort of noise. Um, you step inside. It's not a large building. You can see there are a number of people in the background typing at desks. Uh, there's kind of a reception in the front. Uh, chair where you could sit um, and there is a middle-aged woman standing behind the counter uh, she looks rather severe if you will uh, she looks up as you walk in she doesn't say anything she just looks at you like expecting you to talk uh, good afternoon afternoon uh, good afternoon what can I do for you uh, this young lady uh, is uh, uncertain about the whereabouts of her father the noted archaeologist who was written about in this publication recently uh, we're wondering if the reporters might have any information that will be of assistance to us 
I'm sure they would wish to help her uh, and the professor. Um, I'm not exactly sure how I can help you with any of that. Um, I don't know where he is. Well, we do you do you happen to know any um, any of his contacts, the people who were assisting with with the dig? Anybody else who might know his whereabouts? Uh, I'm I'm not a reporter myself. I'm just uh, the no. receptionist. Do you know who no. the reporter was? Uh, the uh, the, bio, have... the the paper was from four days ago. Uh, I imagine that there's one right here in the reception area. I know yeah, the page there's... was thirty eight. She she reaches up and pulls it up. And she hands it to you. You said the page was thirty eight. Okay. She uh she turns the page, uh, and she says, uh, "This uh, this article here about uh, Doctor Morick." Well, that would be uh, whoops. She says uh, uh, that would be uh, Vanessa Vanessa Fennick, and when she says the name, she. It has kind of a sour look on her face. Vanessa Fennick. She says, uh, she's not here. We haven't seen her for a few days. Um, she's probably on her back somewhere getting her next story. Ah, I see. She is, uh, I guess, not a senior reporter with your organization. No, she writes um, sensational, frankly, garbage. Uh, uh, is it uh, inappropriate for you to give us contact information so we might try to discuss the matter with her? I can give you her address as long as you don't say where you got it from. Of course, sir. We respect your privacy. So she uh, she writes it out on a piece of paper. After she's copying it from a file, and uh, she hands it to you, and she says, uh, she says, you know, I wouldn't give any credence to anything that that woman writes. And as to no. her sources, who knows? At the same time, uh, well, thank you very much for her assistance. Uh, We'll be sure to keep uh, mom. Uh, yeah. Is there anything else I can help you with? Yeah. Yasmina, she's obviously a hostile witness. Do you have any ideas? Um, she says, um, well, I, I have no idea what to ask. Um, perhaps we might come back if we learn more. Yeah, I mean, it they've got possible. all of the newspapers. Yeah, and probably there's a photograph morgue that has many more images taken than were printed. Um, but perhaps we'll find a contact that is friendlier than this woman. She, um, 
she actually introduces herself as Becerra Odak. And um, she says, well, uh, there's a public part of the building. You're welcome to it. You can go in, look for whatever newspapers you need or, or, and so forth. Um, uh, but frankly, if you're friends with Vanessa Femic, you know, have fun. Friend, uh, I've never, never met Vanessa, but have oh. a lovely, have, have a lovely day. And she just goes back to working. Uh, thank you. I, uh, we take the directions for where the public archive is. Uh, I, I am of two minds. On the one hand, we are here already and can look at this archive. On the other hand, if this young woman is missing, then perhaps time is of the essence. Yes, that, that's... I would agree with the latter, especially given the current um, situation in town. Yeah, very good. Um, now that we know that there's an archive, we can come back with a, a larger list of things to search. Uh, we know what the dig is like. We don't know uh, how Vanessa Femich is if she is missing. Uh, Yes, I mean, if, she, and if she's a, if she's a, associated with certain parties, mm -hmm. maybe behoove us to locate her before the authorities do. Yeah, this is also true. Get the chance. So let us get uh, a taxi and uh, see if she's responsive. Okay. Um, jump to the others. Uh. You uh, try, uh, uh, how did you want to proceed with going hunting? Um, there are hunting parties that go out from your your uh, lodge uh, into that forest. It's a very large area. Yeah, I mean, that'd be what I'd advocate, but I'm not a hunter, so I'm not comfortable going. I wouldn't even know where to begin going into a forest, or Theodore, so I'm going to leave it yeah. up to your decision. Well, yeah, would we be able to find out from the lodge or the main lodge where uh, groups go hunting from who's registered, who have uh, licenses to go hunting in the woods? That might be a good first step to see if he's even registered there. Okay. Yes. I I don't know what the rules are, but in in this Croatian area, I think that license, license to, to hunt? Everybody no, no hunting license. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, so no registration. Okay. Um, uh, so. They would they would have lists of people who went out in hunting parties, but he's not on any, any of them. He's not on any of them. Hmm. Okay. So I'm wondering if he's even out here at all, or was this just just uh, a guess that he went hunting in this region? If you if you're if you're talking at all to let's say the lodge owner or whatever, he'll say, "Well, you don't need to be in a group. There's, yeah, there's people that just go out there hunting. It's it's a popular mm -hmm. hunting area. Um, we send we take groups out, but they're usually tourists who don't know what they're doing. And if he lives, you know, if he's a person here, he knows how to hunt. 
Yeah. Well. Well, um, I mean, I think, you know, I mean, you're an experienced outdoorsman, Theodore. I'd be comfortable with you as a guide out, out in the woods. I think yeah. we'd want to almost kind of go off the beaten path if he. Yeah, I mean, we, we could, but but we'd be searching this vast forest for one man, just the three of us. The chances of finding him, even if he wanted to be found, would be unlikely. Would but be we can't. Yeah, we can try. We can give it a try. Do we have a, a basic idea of what type of head start he had on this? Had he left to go here? Does he have a one-day head start? or This was hour? like this was like possibly four days ago. Oh, four days ago. Oh, Lord. Yeah, I mean. I good. think that's right, isn't it? Wait. Maybe. Maybe I we could get a. There, there could be there could be some cabins in the wood or something. There might be some landmarks in the woods that we could use. Yeah, we can check out the various check-in points throughout the woods if there are things like you suggest, like uh, some cabins, places to stay along the way for the more serious hunters that stay deep in the woods. We I could, was I was correct. It was four days ago. That. Try to get a little higher ground um, just to get the lay of the land in the wood. Yeah. Can we get a map of this? Yes. This be... Why, thank you yes. so much. It gives you a, a map of the area. And you can see there are quite a few trails. Are there um, any um, cabins or places to stay out there? Or is it all pretty much day day hikes in hunting and back out? It's pretty much all day hikes going out there. There's a point where it becomes just true wilderness um yeah. but most people stick to the trails and, and come back it also it's kind of it's kind of laid out with the trails to where all the trails lead back to the lodge right you know or at least at least to nearby parking lots and places where people might park their cars well you can give it a, a good once over just to see if anything at all seems to draw our eye but i, I i'm not too hopeful Okay. So you um, you get yourself together and you you go out there and you start uh, following down trails. Do you guys stay together and follow down trails, or do you guys split up? The trails oh. are pretty clear. You know, they're not like hard to. Yeah. Is is it is it possible for us to do three trails that are relatively parallel, roughly? Sure. Just, yeah. So they're all kind of. Like we get three maps and then each of us kind of take a trail and then come to a crossroads at some point and then just wait there for the for us to meet up okay so uh you guys leave you go out there the uh there is uh you know very little snow under the trees at this point it's most of it's melted and any light sprinklings of snow that come down they get trapped up in the trees they don't so the ground is fairly fairly soft, and there's uh, there's some dampness to it, and there's some uh, green coming up through the the grass, and some uh, little wild flowers here and there. It's it smells wonderful, like uh, like pine. Mm -hmm. The air is fresh and clean. There's mountains all around you. It's really quite spectacular. For you, Theodore, this would be a nice place to spend a weekend going hunting. You know. Oh yes. That's really nice. Little furry creatures. You don't see much. 
in the way of game as you're going, but you might occasionally encounter another uh, hunter mm-hmm. who's coming out. Now, in this day and age, they don't wear orange. They just wear, you know, regular clothes. So people try to stay on the trail and not uh, accidentally shoot one another as they're going. Um, and I'll have, let's see, um, we'll do Theodore. Theodore, run a, a roll out, let's say a 1D2. A 1D2? Okay. Yeah, well, six. And then uh, a two. Okay. So your first hour doesn't prove any, any fruit at all, but you're, uh, you're wandering about. You figure you'll give it another hour before you go back. And you're not going in a, a straight line. You're yeah, right. wandering around a bit. You realize there's quite a few places where a person could hide. But um, <laughs> a large praying mantis scares the crap out of you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so as you're going, I'd like you all to do spot hidden. There we go. An 18. That might be an extreme. One second. Um, 69, which is a failure. Nice. It's a hard. It's a fail. Okay. (laughs) So Theodore, with his excellent hunting skills, there's just something about a particular area that you're in rubs you the wrong way. Something... Something seems to have moved through this area or, or tr- tracked through the area. And, and I just, you're not quite sure what it is, but something has happened here. And it sort of leads you a little bit off the trail. You can see a clearing. Um, and the others have kind of joined you as you're walking in that direction. And as you come into the clearing, there is what looks like a a pile of uh, pine needles um, and little bits of uh, uh, detritus on the ground. But you're pretty sure you can see some tweed. There is somebody laying over there on the ground, uh, not moving. They seem to have... They're they're a little wet because of the frost and stuff. Uh-huh. Uh, oh my! Oh. Uh, so I'll, I'll go over carefully and slowly to make sure I'm not getting caught up anything. I point this out to both Dorian and Gunther. It's like, right. my oh. God, if that isn't him, is it? Well, it's, as you uh, approach, there is definitely the smell of decay. Uh, and I, I yeah, have as a you look. get closer still. You see there is a man lying there on his back. Um, oh, God. He is in a brown tweed suit, uh, and he has blown his head off. Uh, well, most of his skull and face. Uh, there is a shotgun next to him. Oh, dear Lord. So um, so we can't ID him? But oh, we can check he, if he has a wallet. wallet. Yeah. Yeah. Papers. Papers. So you're going to you're going to get closer. Okay. I'd like you all once again to do spot hiddens. 
Wow, I'm on fire. 26. 27 is a hard, so that's still a hard. O2, which is an Okay. I'm too disgusted to be able to uh, pass that test. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, Theodore, as you're getting closer, what what strikes you as very odd here is that this these are not hunting clothes. This is a suit, and he's wearing dress shoes, which yeah. you wouldn't use to go hunting in. Um, you also notice that the uh, the shotgun that's laying next to him mm-hmm. is laying there with the barrel of the gun pointing down towards his feet. Huh, interesting. That's which, which seems unusual because you know, if you're going to commit suicide, you got to do it like this. Yeah, it wouldn't the gun wouldn't flip wouldn't around flip like over. that. Yeah, right. that seems unlike. Um, not a PI. Uh, Dorian, what you notice is this man has apparently blown his head off but there's not enough blood there's very little blood and there certainly isn't a bunch of brain matter splattered all over the Mm. the, the floor i feel like he's been moved yeah i i've uh, okay the the uh, shotgun his shotgun the one that we see there has it been Uh discharged yes how many rounds have been discharged on it it looks like one one round has been discharged. Just one. Now, and is the there is there any uh, powder blast back onto the barrel, like it like it was shoved into something, blasted that that would a, a gun fired w- without being shoved into something would have a different this uh... right. Um, yes, it does look like that it was it fired look, close into something or or jammed into his mouth okay okay all right um and you now notice that this whatever moved through this area it actually looks like something dragged his body here and then left because there's really two trails that are here okay Okay, I'm a great tracker. What do, does anything does, does there look like some unusual trackings marks that are no, here? No, because it's too- it's it's soft the ground, but you think you think shoes. Okay. Um, but uh, but not not like boots would make. Okay, maybe we should follow. Drag, where he, see where he's dragged. It's dragged. almost impossible. It just yeah. sort of goes back towards the trail that mm-hmm. lots of people walk on. So gotcha. let's just uh, check his person. I'm gonna, I'm gonna check on his person, just in pockets and. All right. So you check in his pockets, and in fact, you do find uh, his wallet and his identification identification papers. And it is Dr. Morick. Mm. Like y'all do spot hiddens again. 
No. God damn oh, shame. Oh, I knew it. My luck couldn't hold out. 97. 30, 34, which is a hard success. Oh, 09. Which is oh, nine. Gunter. Um, so, Dorian, you notice that there seems to be some sort of black grease that he's come into contact on his hands. Um, they almost look at this point kind of like mechanics hands. Okay. Gunter, what you notice is that all over the the front bottom of his pants on his around the cuff and on the sides is a gray powder. Hmm. Not a great deal of it, but like he's been somebody was somewhere where there was a lot of gray powder. I um uh, kind of touch the powder. Is it like uh feel like more of a like a uh, flower or more of like a crushed granite? Well, it's a very finely crushed granite when you look mm-hmm. at it closely. Okay. What do you guys do? Mm. Yes, it's got kind of a limestone, kind of a saltiness to it. Yeah, I think he did go to the cement factory, gentlemen. Yes, that might be where this occurred. Uh, We need to report this. We can't just leave him. But, yeah, he was committed suicide. Or was murdered, and then his body was moved. This that this is something. Something is a little bit off here, though. Yes, the evidence is um, evidence is very apparent that it's something happened, like not here. But, mm. Mm. All right. So, what do you want to do then? Thanks for asking, Alexis. Shut up. Thanks for asking. <laughs> well, I'm good. Alexis, shut up. What is that strange voice in the? Uh, yeah. in I've the turned her into there. an English gentleman. Yeah. <laughs> oh, have you now? So the body's not fresh. So yeah. I guess no, cooking's out of the picture. Uh, let's see. Um, I mean, you're I not know, that we... far from the lodge. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, so. Ten minutes run, we'll get you back to the lodge. Yes, we need to report this. I don't think we're going to... Well, we could carry the book, but, uh, you know, it's not respectful. Mm. If one of us stays with the body and then the other... Or two of us do and someone goes back to report it, it would be... Uh, yeah, that might be good. I, I can stay here with the body and then... Uh... Who Who is... The quickest. <laughs> uh, I probably am not. <laughs> I'm. I. I am. If there was, if, if one would rate, I my, am probably the quickest. Do it. Do it. Do, a, do I, a luck roll. I'm a nine-ish in speed. A luck roll. Oh, uh, yeah. I, I have a move rate of nine, but. Uh... I have a tremendous luck, but some. Oh, I got it exactly. I rolled a seventy out of seventy. I okay. got seventeen on twenty nine because that is overlook yeah. I have left. That, so as you are 
examining this and and realizing what's there and getting ready to go back you notice a couple of other hunters uh coming out of the woods laughing about you know some rabbit that they caught or or whatever and uh and they see you and they're like is everything all right uh no no uh there's been a apparently an accident we found this uh unfortunate oh, gentleman oh my god I'll, I'll we... run back quickly and get the and tell them. No, oh, thank you. So now you got a fast guy who can. Yeah. <laughs> oh, good. There we go. There we go. All right. Shuttle this around. All right. So I'll kind of give you a wrap up of what happens there. Guy runs back. He tells them. They call the authorities. And while you're still there, the police come out. The police take literally two minutes they look at it they say yeah a guy committed suicide that's that's a shame uh we have so much work to do in town just we'll worry about this some other day and uh besides he's just a croat and uh we've got bigger things going in town with the uh People's Liberation Army or whatever they're so, called. So they just leave the body there to to just sort of get picked apart by the woods. We've we've got more to worry about than, than a dead croat. Oh my! And they tell you, go on, go on. We don't we don't need you here. This is not respectful to the body. Hmm. It's just a croat. Uh, so they are not going to listen to any evidence you have that would yeah. show this is it's obviously a suicide they say and they're not saying this sinisterly they're just saying it they're like I like matter of factly yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, but, yeah. what are we supposed to do with a dead crow i would rather bury them Attica. i'd rather bury the man myself <laughs> he needs no. a burial well, maybe. well the other i'm sure the other people that the, the other hunters will once the lodge knows about it, they'll get somebody respectful to come out and take care of the problem. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm. So you guys are on wow. your way then, probably back to the lodge. So we'll jump back over to Dr. Gabriel and Dr. Kurz. Um, uh, you are driving over to uh, Vanessa's apartment um uh it takes you only you know five minutes across town uh to get to her home uh she lives in a small single-story cottage okay it's not an apartment a small single-story cottage with a red roof uh the front door is closed uh what would you like to do uh, a single-story cottage, I'm guessing, means uh, this is on the outskirts of town where there are small dwellings with maybe some trees about. Yeah. So we look around for neighbors, and we knock on the door, and she doesn't answer, and then we do a little inspection, unless she answers and surprises me. Um, yeah, nobody, nobody's really close enough to, to notice you guys. Um, uh, do a spot hidden for me at the front door. That's a hard success. Um, 
She was standing there in front of the front door. Yeah, uh, you knock, uh, no answer. You knock again, you know, that's it. The door's locked. But then you sort of notice that it looks like somebody has tried to jimmy the lock or pry the door open and then closed it again and locked it. So something, Scratch sparks in the metal? Yeah. Does it look as though it was opened and reshot or as though someone tried and... There are, yeah. in fact, little splinters, and you can see that it must have been opened and then reshut. Yeah. Uh, I'm afraid what we fear is correct. Um, we should see if she has notes or something before we give up. Our... Yes, is the, is the door still... If what they did to get in and kind of cover the tracks is it still yeah if you give open? it a good shove it'll probably just open yeah look, so, look to my left look to my right any um military nobody's there nope okay shoving the door it makes a little bit of a cracky sound when you do that but it, it opens uh Yasmina, you, see... you might yeah i'm going to suggest Yasmina wait outside She's uh, like, don't you think it might look more suspicious if I'm standing outside than if I... Uh, uh, you're on your own recognizance, of course. She'll she'll stay inside the door, I mean, as you, as you go inside. You can see almost immediately that um, the living room is, uh, is damaged. There is stuff thrown around um, mm -hmm. uh, as if people are looking, have looked for something. Uh, do a uh, spot hit, please. I'm guessing it's cold. Oh uh, yes, it's cold. There, the heat's not. 50, Fifty-two is a regular success. No, I failed by three. So okay. Um, so you're looking around the room. It definitely looks like somebody was ransacking it, looking for something. Uh, you notice at one point. Uh, there seems to be, uh, she's got a fairly light-colored wallpaper. There seem to be some dark spots on it, like splatters. Maybe it's cold enough that it doesn't smell right away? Yeah, you don't smell anything. Yeah, it I it think looks we... like blood? Maybe. It's dark now, but... Uh... Uh, it might have been if, if I if I get closer to it and like smell, does it have that kind of copper um, or iron kind of yeah? Metallic yeah it's got that coppery it? metallic smell. Plus, when you're that close and you look down at the baseboard on the wall, right where the blood is, you find two human teeth. Oh, uh, it, it is exactly as I as. As we feared, her yeah. um, she was associated with. I wonder if this is the. I wonder which of our foes this is that beat us here. Um, this doesn't look like what, like any of the. Uh, it doesn't seem to suggest anything about her. Dermis, if you yes, that. Yes. 
Uh, you get just, the impression from it that she got her got somebody punched, whoever it was, punched their teeth out. Yeah, someone got. It seems like they came here wanting to know if she was a young reporter going around. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if she knew local communists and they came to her door and. So you're looking around, do another spot hidden. We want to find the bedroom and the office and the body in that order. 53 this time, which is a, a pass. Regular right. for me it's, also. You can see the sort of the layout of the house. It's nice. It's a, it, the, the, the house uh, layout is nice. The, uh, the ransacking is not so nice. But there is definitely a dining room, a study, a, uh, a bathroom, a bedroom. Uh, and there's a there's a door that it looks like there is something tacked to the door all the way around it, like uh, rubber, uh, something maybe to block the light. Oh, she has oh, a like dark a, room. The dark room, yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, Dr. Neruda, as you're looking around in the you get to the dining room. Uh, you notice that there's discoloration in the floor, and it takes you a second to, to. You think at first it's like the light maybe coming through a window that's causing it. Then you realize that it's in the shape of a rug, so her floor is darker where the rug wasn't, and it's lighter where the rug was. But it looks like the rug has been taken away. So you rolled her up and took her off. Yep. To dump in the woods. Mm -hmm. uh, there is a writing desk in the study. Yeah. Is, does it have anything? Do you you want to look through the desk and or the uh, or the dark room? Do you have any experience with photography? Nope. Yeah, I dabble I like in water your... watercolor myself, but yeah, science. Okay. Your yeah, yeah. Chem, your chemical knowledge. Your knowledge yeah. Of so I will give you. I will give you a study and look into the carefully into the. Uh, what I assume is the, print room. Okay, in the study, uh, it's also been ransacked, but uh, the desk itself, other than pens and pencils and things, um, all of the paper, all of the notes, anything like that, has been taken. Is missing. Fuck, these people are thorough. Um, you go into the dark room, and although there are chemicals and bins and equipment for photography, there are no photographs in here. Everything has been taken. Yeah, she must have had negatives from years and years, and everything is empty. They shoved it in a bag. Uh, let's see if there are uh, wet footprints, I mean, formerly wet footprints or bloody footprints or other indicators of, and I suppose we must see in the shoot, oh, I, I guess she is gone. So we can check the bathroom and the bedroom without fearing running across her remains. See if there is something she stashed away in a bedside drawer or 
in a Anything. hat box in a closet. Uh, we are not, we cannot disrespect her at this point. All right. You look in the bathroom. Now, you get the strong impression that she was in here. Perhaps it barricaded the door, uh, but whoever it is got in, and there are splatters of blood on the walls. Um, the bedroom. Uh, the bedroom. Uh, when you go into the bedroom, uh, there are photographs. It, it's it's also ransacked, but there are photographs of Vanessa with her parents, uh, uh, which are on the wall. Uh, I don't understand what this is. Um. Fully come up with that says because I don't I don't understand it. Um, uh, so there's just photographs of her on the wall, but uh, the the place has been ransacked. All of her drawers have been all of the stuff in her drawers have been pulled out and so forth. Uh, it's reasonable, I think, in order to assume that if there was anything, they were thorough enough to take it away with them, and they must have been numerous. So it's easily the the. They just took everything. Yeah. Regardless of what it was. They just... Yeah. Reporter Vanessa Femich has been erased from the world, and I, uh, I'm afraid that the authorities might not even bother to call her family if they when they find out. I, I fear that the authorities are the ones who did this. Hmm. Again, it's a bad, bad time to be uh... curious. Yeah. Well, I suppose we should not be found here ourselves. Uh, a house this size probably has, if anything, a, a tiny root cellar. And not, not, that not even, yeah. Um, but as you're standing there in the middle of it all, and you look around, and you see Jasmina. She doesn't look, you know, she doesn't look disturbed. She's not. She's hearty. Um, but as you're standing there, you look. You look past her, and hanging on the back of the door is a jacket, and it seemed like when you open the door. The jacket gets hidden behind the door, and it's completely undisturbed hanging there. To the pockets, man. That's right. They left something behind after all. Uh, you, in fact, pat the jacket down, and you find a notebook and a pen, pencil inside her one of the pockets. Um, you open it up. And they didn't really give me a handout for that, but uh, they say that she's working on a number of stories, and one person she keeps mentioning is Lazar. Um, and when you say that out loud, uh, 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 Yasmina knows Lazar. Yasmina. Yasmina suddenly says. Lazar, Lazar Andrick, 
was a uh, an associate of my father, one of the grad students. Yeah, and your father feared he was being betrayed. So we have our Judas coin. You didn't know uh, this Andrek yourself, though, Yasmina? No, no, I've, I've never been here, so I don't know. I don't know his students. Um, but you also notice that there is a note that's a loose piece of paper in the back of the notebook. He knows. Fired us and closed down. Summoning daughter. Acting weird. Tell you more tonight at Rose Garden. Same room. L. Uh, so it is Lazar, perhaps that was betraying him and also a friend of Vanessa, or she found this note. It's not to her. It, there is no addressee. He did summon his daughter. He was acting weird. But I mean, if they the struck up a relationship, do you know? I'll ask the um, Jasmina. Um, does the rose garden mean anything to you? Is it a? It could be anything. Maybe it's a rose garden. But the way room. he says room, maybe there's a a place here in town called the rose garden. A room maybe like, sounds like, like a hotel. hotel. Do we have a do we have a map on us, or do we need to go back to the lodge and ah, do a luck roll? I'll give you that. Otherwise, you'll have to go back to the sixteen is a pass. All right. Yes, you suddenly discover in the back pocket uh, a map of the area. Unfortunately, it shows you streets and roads. It doesn't show you what buildings are. Right. Uh... Well, back to the lodge to ask. Okay. Yeah. Well, I, I felt really lucky there for a moment. For a minute. <laughs> a, a, a telephone box, if it's a public establishment, should right. might have a might have yeah. a mystery. Okay. So let's assume that just shortly down the street, you find a telephone directory, and in fact, you find um, a hotel. Yes, Mina says oh, she wouldn't know. Um, it's not in a great part of town, so it's a sleazy little hotel called. If she can, Garden. if she deciphers the uh, name of the hotel, and we look at the map, we can tell it's a crummy part of town, right? Uh, which makes sense for conspirators. Well, I feel like should we wait for the others to return, and I go. Yeah, it's probably getting about six or seven at this point. It's probably getting. But when is the curfew? Seven. Yeah. Okay, we should. We have a. We have an evening meal, and then a private conversation, and then decide whether to violate curfew or not. So Will will say that you all end up back at the lodge, and you relate. You're you're sitting around the table relating. Everything mm -hmm. that's happened. Yeah, I go. Yes, Yasmina uh, 
don't mean to upset you. And I kind of she's, reached out to hold her hand. And I was like, she's devastated. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but rest she's, your head on my shoulder. I'll comfort you. All for uh, all for, for five or ten minutes, she is devastated. And then she is visibly angry as hell. And she's like some... There's no way on earth my father would have committed suicide. Somebody killed him, and we he has he or she has to pay. You know. Yeah, his no. body was yeah, and, and I'll relate to her. His body was moved along with the shotgun. I, I'm not an investigator. I'm not a PI or police officer or investigator, but it looked pretty clear that this was moved. He was moved. And I mean, the weapon too. I mean, it would make sense that it would be this Lazar, uh, Lazar Andrick, because that note that you uh, found signed, signed with an L seems suspicious. You didn't know him by any chance, did you, Jasmine? Um, no. But my father, you're talking about uh, Lazar. Lazar and he was, he was a student, uh, yeah, a grad student. Well, Lazar is connected with, to two dead people. And if he's if he's associated with Vanessa, and she wrote the article, then maybe he's the one who let her in to take photographs. Um, so find him. He's obviously is, that guy. Is, is he's he's still do you, the we know the school he's going to, right? Oh yeah, it would be Zagreb. Zagreb yeah. University. Okay, the all professor right. Was professor. All right. So if he's a grad student, all right. Well, we should. He shouldn't be that hard to find. Right. So. As you are enjoying your meal, um, over the discussion yeah. of blown savoring up every bite, mystery, <laughs> and my steak rare, so it's bloody. <laughs> um, I'm in on every dish, and how the flavor makes us glad to be alive. You know, just really just. Rub salt in the wound. You, um, as you're sitting there, you start to hear this sort of popping noise coming from somewhere outside. Um, you notice some of the other like guests gunfire? at the lodge. Yeah, the other guests at the lodge kind of notice this too. Um, a few people just, you know, they're casually, they sort of walk out uh, into the front and if you join them, what you can hear is a great deal of gunfire. You can hear automatic weapons. You can hear what sound like maybe machine guns coming from way far off. You know, the sound is kind of echoing around. It sounds like it's coming from the, the town of Vinkovci. Vinkovci, sorry. That's yeah. a hard one to say. Uh, mm. Like... It almost reminds you almost of a war zone for yeah for a little bit. Takes me back, unfortunately. Or so if uh, the military is striking against the uh, 
separatists. Uh, curfew will be lifted. This goes on for maybe a good half hour. Uh, and it's intermittent and it goes on. But uh, eventually it, it stops. And people are wondering the same thing. Did the military find something? Did they find their headquarters? Hmm. Uh, but nobody knows. Probably be in the newspaper tomorrow morning. Yeah. No. A rendition of what happened. So, what oh. would you guys like to do next? Well, it sounds as though the curfew will be lifted now, so we might as well go and visit this. Uh, I, I don't know if the curfew would be lifted too quickly. I mean, if, if there's I, a battle, they could be chasing people through the streets. I was going to say, there's if they're if they're gunning people down now is a very bad time to be out past curfew. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, now we, we batten the hatches in the hotel. What uh, also means is that, I mean, if this Lazar fellow is at that other hotel, I don't think he'll be going anywhere either. Uh-huh. If he's still there, yeah. But the question is, I guess, if he got a hold of the Dragon Talon how quickly would he leave, assuming this is what he was after, assuming that he bit from the chamber where it was entombed? I also, uh, I am compelled to note that, you know, the name Lazar means leper. Oh, really? Interesting. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, which makes me wonder if he is something other than just a graduate student. Mm. It is a name that is used. Uh, there are other Lazarus in the world, but it strikes me as an uncomfortable fact. The, 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 the carnage that you discovered, how fresh was that as, as the poor... A few days uh, ago. Oh, a few days ago. Okay, so it matches up roughly with the time that poor Jasmine's father met his demise, too. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Means oh, it, okay. it, it, it aligns with the... With the... Uh, yeah, the death of Jasmine's father, the bombing of the train, rail. Okay, all right. Yeah, and the cold weather without... Science, uh, very precise science, it's hard to say exactly, but there was not fresh, it was not warm. Uh, and of course, now we wonder about the friend at the cement factory who said he has seen nothing unusual. Yeah. Because we know that the professor was there after all. Mm -hmm. And maybe immediately before. I mean, perhaps that's where it occurred. Which does not mean the foreman is lying, but yeah, he could just. Hey, I didn't see anything. I'm. I worked during the day. Mm. Oh, well. Uh, so the rose garden. How far away is that from our hotel? Um, it's uh, well, ten minutes drive. Do you bring that up at in at inside the lodge? Rose garden. Yes. I mean, I would have said it out loud. 
they, um, if you ask about it, they confirm that it is a rent by the hour hotel where uh, prostitutes and secret lovers go oh, to um, meet. You wouldn't happen to uh, sponsor tours for lonely men where you could meet someone there. Uh, I wouldn't recommend it, sir. It's pretty sleazy. Okay. Surely a man such as you could afford a much better hotel. <laughs> oh, I, I could, but, you know, sometimes the options are limited and I was, and in some where i'm from it's uh much more accepted <laughs> no offense intended well there here's where it is they'll show mm -hmm. you the map yeah. is. Hmm. is it in the direction that the shooting was coming from oh from where the lodge is no that would be kind of north uh, the sound came mostly from the western part, I think, of C. Hmm. Well, um, I don't know, gentlemen. I'm I'm nervous about letting another day go if we think that this uh, knife is in in position. I I I'm pretty good at moving through the shadows. That's part of my stagecraft. Yeah, I, 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 as dangerous as it is, I agree with you. I, I think the the longer we wait, the less of our chance of acquiring that becomes. Well, on the other hand, uh, if uh, this Lazar Arnrich is uh, in possession of this blade that can cut through anything, he has a great advantage in the nighttime. Mm -hmm. and very little advantage relatively in the daytime. If you slice through two people's chests uh, on the trolley, then it's very hard to hide. Uh, well, they were true. Although they were quite successful slicing that man on the train at the train station in Italy. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and they did not have a magic blade for that. But Inversely, um, with with a knife as powerful as the knife may be, uh, we could render him, uh, knock him down with with a with a higher caliber type weapon, and be easier to escape in the night as opposed to in the broad daylight. So you wish to hide out outside his hotel on the off chance he tries to go. I mean, we don't know what he looks like. Yeah, that's actually a good point. Yeah, without knowing what he looks like, his his dad didn't have any pictures of him or any. Uh, no, he didn't take pictures of his students. Yeah, well, like maybe on a dig, and they're all yeah. smiling. Or, oh. This is where we go back to the newspaper office in the morning and see if any of the late Vanessa's photographs are in the in their custody. Then we have some idea what. This, uh... And Jasmine never met him, not even in yeah. passing, so she doesn't know what he looks like. But she heard the name. She definitely heard, heard it. Okay, yeah. but not even seen in passing. So yeah, we're totally blind here. Just a name. 
Yeah, I think we barricade our doors and keep close to our Tzedefkar pieces, or not close if we can if we can help it. Mm, and in the morning we go. In the morning we go to the library as a newspaper library and find if we can spot this Lazar. Uh, probably the uh, office of the. Uh, Probably this hourly hotel is not very busy between nine in the morning and lunchtime. And if we don't get shot by the local authorities, then we may be surprised Lazar by knowing who he is. And if we are, he is outnumbered, then he can't stab us all to death before our conversation. Yeah. Hmm. Um, ask Yasmina. Her father was staying with her friend. At, she didn't know where the the grad students had to be sleeping somewhere. Does she know where they house them? She doesn't have any idea. Okay. They would have right. probably stayed in a hotel near the dig, um, right. but of course he dismissed them all. So, yeah, they were out. Yeah, he dismissed him, but I mean. If I was stuck in a city, I and I'd probably still stay at the same hotel I was staying at before. Why? Yeah, so university was playing paying for a nice place, and you had to move. So maybe you go to the hourly place mm -hmm. and take your chances with the prostitutes and uh, rug maniacs or what have you. Right. So. Mm -hmm. Are you going to then spend this evening resting, eating, resting, getting back right. some? Uh, I'm going some vim. Yeah, I'm. I'm going to. I because uh, lots of times hotel lobbies will have old copies of papers sitting True. around. I'll I'll just start going through those and seeing maybe if there is a picture of the dig. I I doubt it, but being trapped in here, I. I feel like that'd be something that could at least okay. have a chance. So if that's what you're doing this evening, what you find, you do find that same article again. Mm -hmm. um, that seems to be the only picture that you find. Okay. You, take. Okay. Um, you get an interesting feel for um, the newspaper. We'll say that you're with Jasmine because she has to read it to you. It's in circle equation. Um, yeah, that's right. Uh you get this feeling that although it's a legitimate newspaper for legitimate news, they also throw in articles that are sensational, like, like that one. Yeah. And some that are kind of making fun of the croats and um, not so, not so nice, you know, in the right. Way they, yeah. You know, or, um, but other than that, you don't find anything of interest in the newspaper. Okay. And this, of course, the, the newest newspaper is actually this morning's newspaper. Yeah. It comes out in the mornings. Mm. Well, uh, anything else you. from anyone? Mm. All right. I, we can't hear anything. Perhaps at breakfast, if <laughs> if I have, if Gunter and Yasmina are busy in the lounge after I retired, 
uh, I, I'll ask her in the morning if there is some way, uh, if there's a distinction between Serbian names and Croat names, because the, uh, you know, I don't know whether it's obvious that Vanessa Femic is Serbian and therefore would work for an anti-Croat paper, or why the authorities who found the body in the forest assumed immediately that it was the Croat. I just, is there some, uh, there's no ethnic difference physically, obviously. Is there some other dis way to distinguish? That's it's a good question. I'm not sure I know the answer. It probably does have to do with the last names. You know, they probably don't have a, a huge variety of last names. So, okay. so for I will operate for the time being under the assumption. Oh, what's the name of the newspaper that Vanessa wrote for? Cibalis. Yeah. C i b a l i s. It's obviously a very neutral sounding name, but. Yeah, it's, I have nothing tonight. Okay. okay. So um, the night passes. Um, I would like you all to do luck rolls. Forty-four is just barely a pass. Well, <laughs> how badly uh, did fail. you fail, Gunter? Uh, I rolled a 60 and I have 43. Okay. I failed too. I rolled a 68 and I have a 54. So 14. Well, I rolled a 61 and I have 29 in luck. So yeah. that's pretty bad. <laughs> that's 32. <laughs> um, Dorian, you wake up. The, what you figure is you're waking up just before dawn. Um, there's light coming through the window, but it's that sort of gray, you know, dark light that's, you know, you can tell the sun's going to come up any minute now, but uh, there's a bit of red in the sky. And for just a moment, you get the distinct impression that there is something uh, on the balcony outside your window you see a, a sort of shape, shadow, and the shadow is big, um, sort of shaped like a man, but not just a little man, a big man with big muscles. Only the head's all wrong. Um, it's fat, it's wide, and there seems to be kind of like, um, I don't know, horns, uh, not on the top, but kind of sticking out the sides of the, the shape of the head. Um, and right about that, you hear it uh, turn with a start. Uh, you get the impression it's turning towards the dawn. And you hear it it's the wooden floor and everything creaks. You hear it leap off of your balcony and hit the ground outside. Uh, you, this all happens before you can actually even respond. And you're not quite sure whether you didn't just, it was like a waking dream as you're waking up, that uh, it was something. 
but it freaks I'd, you out. I would probably just, for peace of mind, go and check the balcony. But okay, when you when you check the balcony, it seems okay, except that there does sort of seem to be a maybe there's a footprint, like a, a like something stepped in the frost, the moisture, and and made a footprint, but it's a it, it, it's sort of a barefoot, like a human barefoot. Um, except that there's something next to it, like a second footprint, but it it looks different. It it doesn't look like a doesn't look like a human footprint, but it's barefoot. I don't mean like a bear. I mean yeah, 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 you can yeah, see yeah. the shape of the toes, and it's like a human footprint. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, you can see that there's a place on the ground down below where the frost has been smeared away from when it jumped. And you can see that there's just a very light sort of trail with it running into the woods. Yeah, Dorian's so feeling just, very confused. You can do a sanity roll. Yeah, all the weird things that go on. You yeah, that will determine. Yeah, okay, no, I, I, I failed that. It's just one point. Okay, uh, you're, Dorian. You're very, yeah, yeah. He f he froze up as well over the balcony because he's a little. Um, I don't know. It, the stress has got to him a little bit, and the reality it makes him feel sick, and he actually froze up. I, I would like you. Uh, you also notice that this, this. I mean, it's fresh. It just happened. You're sure? Just. Just before you get the impression that whatever it is was about to come in. Oh God. What is going on? Oh, you uh, might you're even actually just you're actually up crying. before everyone else, and you are sure that the noise is what woke you up. I uh I take a minute to compose myself. I'll need a drink, a drink of something to try and so he goes and he's not gonna wake anyone up at the minute because he's still processing what what he's so you probably have alcohol in your rooms. Yeah. You know, little and decanters he'll, or stuff. He'll take a very, very large sip. And then he will sit on the bed. And just right. have a moment. Okay. So then you see the sun come up. You see, uh, uh, once the sun's up, it, it kind of you start to try to convince yourself that it wasn't real, that it was just a dream that you were coming out of. But it, it's very, very distant. And by the time you think to get back up again and look out onto the balcony, the morning sun has melted the frost somewhat so it doesn't look as clear as it did you know yes. an hour ago now it's time to do your hygiene and get ready and go downstairs for breakfast everybody else is waking up and doing the same thing that was my third day of losing a sanity point at 310 from the traumatic experience yeah mine as well right so you all head down for breakfast this morning. What would you guys like uh, to do? 
I am visibly a little bit. I'm very out of it. So if any of you speak to me, I probably won't respond because I'll just be staring off into the distance with my food. Dorian seems very disturbed by something. Hmm. You, Dorian, everything okay? Oh, so, sorry, Gabriel. What, what was that? Uh, I, you all right, Dorian? Uh, um, I, you, you, you won't believe me. We've been through a lot on this train uh, journey of ours. I know, but I don't know if I was dreaming or not. It, I was definitely awake, and I didn't feel as full back asleep. Well, I mean, if you're definitely awake, then. Uh, man, uh, hard to call something a dream. When did you? What happened? There was something on the balcony. Something. Yes, uh, a human noid, big, muscly, misshapen head with tusks. Does that? Does that? I say that a lot slower and probably more. Um, like I'm going to shut down again, so very sporadic. Does, does that remind me at all of um, what I saw in Venice? No. And uh, what she saw was fairly thin and uh, statue-like. Oh man, it was like uh, if I hadn't woken up, it was going to come in. I don't know what woke me up. In our room? Yes, it was like it was... I don't know how you didn't hear it, Theodore. I was happily asleep in this really comfortable weather. And then it leaped off into the woods. Well, this I tried is to the look. This but... strange nocturnal occurrence since we've been here. I mean, Theodore has been hearing yes. noises in the woods, and there oh, was the incident what? of somebody being... Uh, called to open a window and kind of just stand there. Wasn't that also you, Theodore? Not last night, yeah, but it was the night before? Theodore, Theodore was staring out the window, yeah. I, it's just some unusual. I, 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 I just got now this thing is trying to get I, in. I wish I'd woken you up, Theodore, but I, I was trying to comprehend it because I wasn't sure what I was seeing was real or not, and it disappeared so quickly. There were footprints in the snow, barefooted footprints, but I don't, I, it, I wouldn't even know if they were really there. I might have been imagining them. I, wouldn't I even wonder if tell. the dragon's claw wasn't the only thing in that. Uh, Sepulchre. Oh, yes. Well, that's a frightening thought there, Dr. Neruda. I hadn't even considered that. I do have a proposition if we are here another night. We need someone on. We need to have a shift. If I did see what I saw, and it was trying to come into our room, my room, we need to shift sleeping shifts. Yeah, guards, guard duty. Yeah. The the uh the sort of crypt, however, in the dig site 
that held the dragon's claw. It was large. Uh, it was like a human-sized coffin, more or less, even on the inside, Not, despite the thick walls. Uh, the coffin itself, the, the sarcophagus, really wasn't big enough for a human body. Yeah, let alone an oversized figure like you described. So maybe we don't have to fear that, unless the dragon's claw is keeping something small that is now growing. Hmm. We didn't find any evidence in uh, the home of Vanessa about who the culprits were. We assumed it was a group of men, but it might have been something else. Although I don't know how a was the thing you saw. Did you did it? Was it clothed? Did it have? It was just a shadow that he saw. Yeah, on the curtains. Yeah, it seemed like to empty out the, the her little home. You would need a few people and some organization. Yeah, but it was brute. So what next? You guys are having breakfast. Well, we should probably maybe try tracking down that uh, Lazar, Andrew. I think that's the that's the next step. I don't know what else to to do. Yeah. So we go to the newspaper office and we say we need to see your photograph archives. If if anything from the dig is still there, yeah, I just wonder if we just go right to the rose garden and ask for Lazar. We were there to meet. We were told to meet him there as he uh, as he arrived. You know, could... oh, I guess we could the university show the sent Dabrowski. We have the note. We could say that Lazar sent left this note and said to meet at the Rose Garden, and then mm -hmm. it's uh, perhaps believable. I assume places like this are accustomed to keeping the names of the clients quiet if they ever know them. Yeah, but this is why uh, I want to know true, what he looks like. Perhaps a couple of older, you know, academic types, perhaps won't get a pass. But if Jasmina. Uh, well, also asks. places like this, uh, a little money can loosen their tongues. They, their yeah. morals aren't. Yeah, if he paid them this much and we pay them 10 times as much, then it's obviously in their interest. Good, we are in a hurry. So let's go to the wrong side of town. It worked out beautifully <laughs> for us before. It's, a grab. Well, it's still fairly early in the morning. I mean, but you guys are eating. You guys notice that people are reading the morning newspaper, the Sabalas. Right. Yeah. Um, who came out ahead? The we'll see, Yasmina got, got, gets a hold of one and she reads it to you, at least part of it. Um, so yesterday, Major uh, Boskovich, uh, his men stumbled upon the LPV uh, safe house uh, and uh, Gunfire could be heard all across the city of, of Vinkovsi. Uh, one soldier was killed and two others were wounded. The LPV is finished. Eight have been fatally shot, uh, riddled with gunfire uh, from overzealous, as it's put, from overzealous national troops. 
Uh, two men and two women did escape. Um, they are still in pursuit. Uh, the curfew is uh, going to be moved to 9 p.m., uh, so it's relaxed a little bit. Uh, and if they can find the four people, uh, or if the four people manage uh, decide to surrender, then they will lift it. Um, the The people that they do have that uh, that survived, uh, they're going to they're in captivity, uh, and they're going to be taken to Belgrade uh, for mm-hmm. imprisonment and or trial. Um, and as you are looking in the newspaper, and I'm going to let you read it, you see a very strange article. Good boss, stocks, Vincoci. When Vingos Servinka looked out his window last night, his hair nearly turned white with terror. He saw a strange figure on the house opposite. It was huge, bigger than a man with long arms. It climbed across the roof and leapt from building to building. It was wearing clothes like a man, but it wasn't a man, the terrified plumber said. It was a monster with the face of a boar. Mr. Servinka was the only witness to this Kudviste, of course, but upon investigation, several roof shingles were found between the buildings where the creature was sighted. Is there a Kud- stalking Vincochi? Until we know for sure, everyone should say their prayers at night, lock the doors, and skip that glass of rakia before bed. Anyone seeing the creature's urge to come forward with their story. We suspect that this is more likely to be another of Dragon uh, Auskovic's uh, strange artworks than a mythical monster. (laughs) Yes, Mina tells you that Kudaviste is uh, Croatian for monster. Ah. Hmm. Of course. This is just some crazy person in town claims they see a monster. Oh, uh, a, cra- a crazy <laughs> person and and me? Oh, well, actually, I'm a crazy person as well. <laughs> <laughs> Sounded like, uh, like the creature you were describing there, Dorian, with the tusks yes. leaping about the rooftop, the windows. And... Yeah, I would say that... Uh... Your credibility is significantly uh, benefited by this sighting. It's too similar. You didn't. You hadn't heard about this Kudaviste in the past, I assume. No, you don't have a Polish no. Kudaviste. No. We call it something else, <laughs> no. but no, it's no. a different monster. Uh, why we should uh, figure out where's the location of this? Uh, this poor uh, man's building was where the roof tiles were shattered on the ground, but the newspaper makes fun of him. It might be near the lodge, or it might be that the creature travels. Also, this Dragon Stepovich or whatever makes strange artworks that are so much like a monster that uh, the newspaper jokes about them. He might be someone of interest as well. Yes, possibly. We have one fellow named Leper and another person named Dragon. It's a very nice town, this. Very nice town. Uh, Yasmina, is there anything in the paper about when the train is likely to be, when the tracks are repaired? 
Oh, she says nothing. Yeah. It's bad weather um, for that sort of work, I think. Yeah. It's unusual that they're raising the the curfew to 9.30, but they're searching for people. I would think if you're searching for people, you'd tighten the curfew. Yes, you would, wouldn't you? Well, you, you yeah. don't want to keep people locked down for too long. Exactly. Then, well, yeah. if you're yeah. searching and trying to snuff out a terrorist group or a rebellion. Well, I, I'm sure you could go advise that colonel or captain or whoever the hell he was about his, his methods. I, I'm sure he'll appreciate I don't, the input. I'm happy feedback. with the 930. I'm just, I'm just confused. He seems cool. <laughs> the article is seem... Isn't it 9, not 930? Oh, 9, 930. I think it was 930. We'll say 930. Yeah. Um, the article made it seem like um, now that they've got all of them, they're finished. These four stragglers are... Oh, not a not concern. Be, They're just mopping. Not, not much of a concern. Got mopping. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. Well. Hmm. well we so, can... did you want to go to the rose garden? Did you say was that your idea? Yeah. Yes. Could we take yes. like a quick few minute break? Sure. Before? So you're heading over towards. The Rose Garden, correct? Yes. Yes. Okay. Um, so you get there, and it's exactly what you think. It's kind of a sleazy red light district uh, building. Uh, what would you like to do? I My guess is that the best response we can get is if Yasmina goes in with one uh, secretly dangerous but not dangerous-looking person. And All then right. she says, I have this note from Lazar. I'm afraid I didn't find it until later. I hope he is still here. We're worried about him, that sort of thing. And then okay, the, so it's going to be, okay. So, so Roland, you're going to go in with her? I was going to suggest someone more dangerous. Theodore or Gunter. Gunter. Oh, Gunter. Definitely. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah no, we're not leaving him alone. Her alone with Gunther. This is a mission specifically designed. Uh, Gunther, yeah. you best be. You be I was particular. You better be on your best behavior. Yeah. Always. All of this is very. We are all being very polite and uh, discreet about this conversation. Uh, yeah, but uh, yeah, and Gunther has uh, you know. Uh, sufficient reserves to pay as a man if he is reluctant. Oh, yes. And Yasmina can help the communication because probably they don't have a big international clientele at the Rose Garden. And I'll hang out in the back of the place, right. the back door. So you mm -hmm. walk. Well, there's our uh, theater. You're going to go around to the back door of the hotel? Yeah, back door. Just, you know, hang it's out. Probably alleys. Floor. Yeah, you know, read a newspaper, have a right. smoke, have a nine. All right. So, Gunter, you and Yasmina go inside. Um, there is definitely a kind of a smell to the hotel. It's mm -hmm. not exactly the cleanest place. Um, the lobby is not very large. It's basically, you know, maybe... 
10 feet by seven feet. There's a stairway going up and there is a counter uh, with a rather sleazy looking gentleman in a, you know, a wife beater uh, sitting behind it. He looks hot and sweaty. Um, Mm -hmm. The the temperature in the building is a little warm. Uh, There's bars separating him from you. Mm-hmm. And uh, he looks at you and he looks at you and looks back at the wall. And he sort of reaches back and he says, you know, the equivalent of $7 an hour. Uh, yes, my, uh, we were supposed to meet someone here for a uh, menage a trois with this uh, beautiful lady here and uh, a Lazar Aznik. I know you don't care, but I'm wondering, has he checked in? Cause... I don't know anybody who made that. Hmm. Nope. Uh, I I make it my business not to know anything. Oh, okay. How about uh, King George the Fifth? If that was, the, give him some money. <laughs> well, um, there was a young fella from Zagreb that was staying here for a while. Oh yes, that's, that's but the, uh, he uh, he uh, he's gone. He. It's not here anymore. Uh, fucker stole a, a carpet. He stole a carpet. Yeah, he oh. stole a fucking carpet. Oh, who, who, when, when did he leave? Uh, you know, passing two, three days ago, maybe two, four days. days ago. Okay. Ah, uh, hmm. and he staying here by himself. Yeah, had a girl that came in once in a while. Uh uh yeah okay. uh well uh, vanessa was it vanessa that he was with i uh, i don't reporter? know their names yeah i understand that I, understand. I think she was a local okay um well i mean i'd hate to have come here uh uh how, how much uh how many how much is it for seven seven for uh an hour for an hour yeah, I'll give you a fourteen if we can have uh, the room he was in, just so we can somewhat have the feeling that he's still with us. Whatever. Thank you. Uh, so he'll he'll uh, he looks like he's confused for a bit, but then he says, "Yeah, I'm pretty sure they were in this room." Mm-hmm. Um, tosses you the key, takes your money. Yep, and uh, just. Completely ignores you yeah. from that moment on. Okay. You halfway up the stairs, you start to realize that he could have given you any fucking empty room, and you wouldn't know the difference. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the fact is, you you get up to the room and you look, mm-hmm. and it's sleazy, it's dirty, it's is there a you're not exactly sure you want to touch anything yeah there's a missing carpet Mm. um same sort of thing you know it's it's lighter where the carpet was protecting the floor and it's darker where it's not yeah um well i mean we're here avoiding the uh splattered stains uh probably around the room of various fluids i'll open the drawers look at do a standard they're all empty Okay. All right. Damn. Now, as you're up there, uh, what are the rest of you doing? You guys are all outside. I know that Theodore is walking around the building. 
Uh, I I just walked around back just in case there was any shenanigans. Right. We'll get back to you. <laughs> um, are you guys just standing out front, maybe? I assume in this neighborhood we asked the taxi to wait for 10 minutes. Sure. Uh, and so uh, I'm leaning against the taxi and... Uh, watching the neighborhood and looking for uh, suspicious uh, police activity or uh, anything that stands that sticks out. Yeah. You don't see anything, uh, Dr. Naruti, you're there too? Yeah, I'm with, I'm with Roland. And Doctor and Dorian, I'm. Pr I probably actually, I'm also checking around the area like Theodore, but uh, spaced out. Okay, are you following behind him, or are you going the mm -hmm. other way around the building? Maybe I went the other way around. Maybe we had a mutual discussion. I'll go one okay. way, and he'll go the other. So it's not a huge building. It's it's fairly tall, maybe six stories, but it's uh, not a big building on the bottom. Um, theater, you're going around the, the right. Dorian, you're going around the left. Um, both of you do spot hiddens. Oh, 99 will not pass uh -oh. that. 008. Extreme. So you guys are moving at roughly the same pace. Um, you come around, you turn the corner so that you're at the back of the, the hotel, walking towards each other. You're kind of, uh, you know, there's not really anything here. Uh, there's a, a big cart that seems to be piled with rubbish and stuff like that which uh, Dorian is just walking past. But um, Theodore, you uh, you notice that there's something in the rubbish pile. The rubbish is um, partly frozen because of the cold. Um, but you see the edge of uh, a rolled-up carpet. No, but it's not that cold. It's actually kind of no, nice. It's not, it's not that cold. For me, especially. Right, oh, yeah, for you especially, yeah. Yeah, I'll kind of, you know, go over. You know, if, if um, Dorian glances my way, I'll kind of, like, motion over towards that and close in and Dorian's, check like, it out. almost leaning on it as he's standing there. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then, Dorian, what? Look, look down. Look at your feet. I, I look down. <laughs> yeah. There's, there's definitely something here. Also, as you're approaching it, now, Dorian, you sort of can smell the smell of decay. Oh, uh, of course, there's garbage, so you can smell in garbage, too. But, I... uh, Theodore, you know the smell of death. Yeah, so. yeah. That I think there's a body wrapped up in here. Uh, can I peel, peel yeah, the carpet I... back just a little bit? See anything at all? Um, yeah, you start to, you realize that the carpet is more laying on top of something. Mm. And uh, as you sort of pull it, pull it and, and wiggle it out of the way, 
you realize there are not just one, but there are two dead bodies yeah. uh, under the rubbish, uh, one of them male and one of them female. And yeah. you're not exactly sure who they are, but they've been here for a few days and there are maggots are, and are they clothed or naked? They are. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm forgot, probably the most important part. Uh, yeah, they are not clothed and the skin on their faces has been removed. Oh my God. Mm. Not like eaten by maggots, but uh, like skin, like removed. Oh, yeah. Like the work of stuff that you've seen in the yeah. past. Theodore, I am, I am used to working with skeletons, not living corpses. Yeah, this is rather disturbing. Uh, like these pieces of flesh here on, around on the outside. Yes, like yes. Uh, uh, and we can't even see who they are because... Well, if you call us over, um... yeah, it is time to get the the check, doctor check to see if the woman's missing any teeth. Yeah, you'd know to that. So, we'll kind of, yeah, bring this attention covertly to our cohorts out front. So, with a uh, very little uh, forensic examination, you realize that this is most definitely. Uh, Vanessa Fimic and uh, and uh, the other guy, um, Lazar, Lazar Andrick. Um, oh my! You're pretty sure that the carpet, of course, that uh, that Vanessa is in, is the one from her apartment, and the other one is from the hotel. Well, you don't know it's from the hotel yet, but um, very shortly after that, Gunter and uh, uh, and Jasmina come back downstairs and it takes them a second. They think you're gone, but they then realize that you're around behind the hotel and enjoying you. How how much later before Gunther comes out? Like 10 just, minutes? Or? Uh, um, just five minutes. Five minutes. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, that room lived up to the uh, what you... What the... <laughs> we have our uh, our journalist and the uh, grad student here. Oh my! Oh. How how certain are we that that's Lazar Andrick? Like, how are we identifying that that's Lazar without knowing what he looks like? I, who else is it going to be? Yeah, I guess you don't know for sure. But I will say that knowing what he looks like would not help a great deal. Well, yeah, so he disappeared. The looking part. He disappeared is, at the look, same time. Look, he. We know. Yeah, he disappeared at the same time. He had a note to Vanessa to meet him here, and now um, they're both dead. So I mean, we now have. He's, I he agree. Both, it 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 sounds like it most likely is, but certainly this is this is. Yeah, there, there's a little bit of a stretch to to be certain that that's Lazar. The, the the thing that I connects it for me logically, and we are not taking this to the courts, certainly, but we know that Vanessa and Lazar were speaking to each other, that they were both, dis the two bodies were disposed of in carpets, 
by apparently a group of individuals who do the face carving. Yeah. And who don't mind disposing of human remains in the nearest kip. Uh, so we have very much the behavior of the brotherhood. Yeah. And two victims who are communication. So it's very logical. Yeah. And uh, since they, they don't have a face, I assume you can see their teeth. And there was two teeth at the. Uh, so Definitely. I assume there's missing yep. teeth. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think we can, yeah. The Vanessa part we're pretty sure of. We just yeah. never got to meet our friend Lazar. But theoretically, if Lazar had two people here in a threesome in a room, for instance, then just saying, you know. And they're saying that they killed some random guy that's not Lazar and put him out here? Yeah. Yeah. Well, Vanessa's Vanessa didn't. Vanessa, Vanessa was reporting on the dig that yeah. has artifacts that the Brotherhood cares about, and Lazar was part of that dig. Yeah, okay. it makes sense that they would do this to both of them. Yeah, based on yeah. that alone. Yeah. Okay, which unfortunately means that uh, a connection to the dig that we know is not to be trusted is now a half popsicle with no face and we have a vanessa we don't know what she looks like but she's there's someone with her face and a lazar and there's someone with his face maybe we have to chase him back to his university um, where someone if they had roughly the right physicality could appear to be this lazar andrich and say oh i left the universe the you know, and they have the photographs and the notes that Vanessa had. Perhaps also Lazar had notes from the dig site. But that well, suggests they move. don't know where the blade is. Right. The question is, where where exactly was um, Jasmina's father killed? Because he was moved. And, no. uh, killed or died. We don't know exactly where that happened. No, we don't. Ooh. I mean, we can... Believe he was at the concrete factory because of the uh, dust on his pants. Yeah. Who among you has the lowest luck? That's Dorian. Dorian. Hundred percent me with my twenty nine luck. Could we do the average luck? Maybe. I rolled a ten. Whoa. Twenty nine. Yeah. The result of your luck is that at that. Now that uh, Yasmina has been become a part of what you guys are talking about, she's like, "What about those men who were chasing me in the yes in with the, the night train yes. station?" Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, these are precisely the foes we were concerned of, but did not want to alarm me about unnecessarily. But we have met men like this before. Uh, would you recognize them if you saw them again? Oh, I think those two faces are burned into my memory. Perhaps it would be uh, worth our while to visit the uh, main hotel and see if they are stopped there. Mm -hmm. We can identify them. Yeah. Might I suggest we have this conversation not next to two corpses in the middle of the street? Hate to be seen. We were all, all in the back alley, so no yeah, obviously even, nobody's noticed this back even, for days. Even, 
Yeah, but yeah, the the rubbish removal in this part of Europe is very much uh, insufficient for my taste mm. as a Swiss. Uh, apparently, you can toss a corpse for a while. Yeah, yeah, but we should go somewhere else. And uh, I guess uh, if we didn't pay the taxi off, we should pay the taxi off. And if he's still there, then we can go downtown to the hotel where the uh, where some of the them learner. might be staying. Yeah, In the Learner Hotel. Yeah. Also, mm-hmm. <clears throat> it's worth remembering in the last city that they procured a house for themselves outside of the main drag where they were Earth. undertaking their this yeah mm. they have not found it i think who who could still know the professor is dead the betrayer is dead his accomplice is dead they have taken all of their things. Kind of. Hmm. I mean, I think, I think the professor hit it. I'm just, are we missing a hint that he uh, passed? I mean, his favorite book was what? A Tale of Two Cities? I can't think of. His favorite book was The Rise and what? Fall of the Roman Empire. Rise and Fall, okay, yeah. I don't know where Tale of Two Cities came from. <laughs> and and I, I, I think if. I think he tried to smash the knife, and if he couldn't, he mixed it in cement. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a... Yeah. And they followed I him... I don't know how to go about determining that at the cement factory, though. Yeah. But the, the cultists followed him there, and they found that he did not have the knife on his person. He took the his friend's shotgun... In an attempt to protect himself, but was not. Some of this we should say not with Yasmina right in front yeah. of us. But I, I suppose also she's facing these circumstances. Uh, yeah, so he took this friend's shotgun, if we believe his friend. And he went to the... Oh, but the friend is the one who said he went hunting. Yeah. Or went to that woodland. So maybe his friend is not a friend. Could be. We thought he went to the cement factory because that's the information he gave to Yasmina, yeah? It was in the, his journal. The last One of the last things it says here, we'll talk to Gorin later and inspect the, the cement factory. And then he sent a letter to Yasmina, and that's where the cement factory came from. Did, did his journal mention the entirety of the crew on the dig? The uh, people. If it did, it's it, not in the handout. It didn't. It yep. didn't. Okay, because I'm just thinking maybe there's a person we're missing here that was on that dig. It, it seemed like when he saw the article come out, then he knew he had somebody on his team that was betraying him. So he closed the dig, sent them all away, and then called his or sent a message to Yasmina. How long was he roommates with Yasmina? Uh, came with us to meet 
her dad's friend, right? No, to meet her father. His father was supposed to be in the hotel. No, I mean, I, 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 no, I didn't mean why she came into town she, and she was she, there with us did. when we visited. She, she did. She went with me into uh, her father's bedroom. Yeah. So she she was at the house, uh, that friend's house. I'm just, I just, because she says she wouldn't forget the people that she saw trying to kill her. But she didn't yeah. recognize her father's friend as one of those people. No, no. You mean Dr. Okay. Bellinzada? No. Yeah. She'd never met Dr. Bellinzada, but uh, completely different sort of physical person. Yeah, I mean, we saw them in the train station, the ones she saw, so we would have. The men in the train station seemed um, sharply dressed and somewhat emotionless and severe. They were, they were, they, they, the word assassin would easily go with those people. Dr. Bellinzada seemed rather kind. And... Well, we have met other kind fellows who turned out to be cultists, but... Uh, Stu, you yeah. had a question. Oh, no, I, I was thinking loudly. Sorry. Mm. And it may be that um, his father told his friend that he needed the gun to go hunting, even though that's not what his intent was. Oh, yeah, and he didn't even claim that he was present when he left. He just had some information. They would had a falling out, etc. Yeah. He also said that, uh, that Dr. Morich was acting strangely. Uh, very... So Lazar said the same thing. I wonder if it's even... The corpse that you found in the woods, was there enough of a face there that you can be certain that part of it or all of it had not been removed and used by someone else? It was blown off, yeah. It was the bone fragments and everything. It was it wasn't skin. But 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 so theoretically, the skin could have been carved off and then a shotgun blast could have then hidden the fact that but why would they do that? They don't seem they don't really seem to give a shit. Yeah, it was probably yeah, steering at that yeah. skinning. Yeah. There, okay. There was probably enough of it left that it was a human being who I mean you you knew it wasn't skinned. Okay. All right, okay. All right. And there's still the matter of this thing mm -hmm. that pays Dorian and Theodore a visit at night. Yeah. And, but... and plumbers. <laughs> well the plumber saw it on across no. the street. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, but there are there is uh, in each city almost a different other monster on top of the ones that we see, or a protean thing that chases us, some sort of shadow of the simulacrum that appears in the form that local understanding can accept. It doesn't. Makes sense. The, the, are you where are you at the moment? Probably discussing this in the car. We or, yeah, we are somewhere at a, a cafe, the, the the least dirty cafe by the place where we can have a private conversation before we take a cab wherever we're going, because we don't know yeah. where we're going. Yeah? Okay. Yeah. That sounds fair. The the um 
Jasmine's dad, where he was living at that house. Yes. Yes. The person. Okay. Do, have we we established how long they knew each other? They've They're they've been the friends war. since war. Yeah. Since the war. That's right. Okay. Okay. I, so I was just trying to make sure that he didn't mysteriously show up. Yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah, okay. Sorry. Right, never mind. Okay. Yeah, but the the problem of identity does confuse things a bit. That they can steal a face and appear as someone else. But if the corpse that you found had not been pre-defaced, then we don't have to think that the reason that Professor was acting strangely was because he was someone else, but instead because he was frightened, erratic, etc. Yeah. Because he felt hounded, and perhaps the, I, the, the mere presence of this object was disordering his mind. Um, do an intelligence roll. You mm. don't really need it, but I'll I'll just give a nudge. I have a regular only. Okay. Well, let's just from everything it, it you you can sort of put it together in your mind that Doctor Doctor I mean uh, Doctor Morich was excited. They found a. a what seemed to be at first a tomb, and then, of course, it, even more so, it was a repository for, you know, all of this this stuff. Um, he would have had no idea who this Noble Shield group would have been, because um, nobody's ever heard of it. Yeah. Uh, he started reading the text. Of course, his student was up to something too, and then he started to realize. Oh shit! What if what's involved here? You know, because he would have been getting the stories of the people who had been searching, uh, and it made him extremely nervous. Not magically, he was just like, "Is this true?" And of course, if he had found the knife, he would have known that it was true. Uh, found these other articles, and so he was extremely nervous. Then he closed the dig because he seems like an academic who's stumbled on something terrifying and wants to make sure that it doesn't just all get stolen and distributed yeah. and, and pulled away. What he might not know is that there might be another group looking for it. Um, and then it was in the newspaper. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. Not only one group looking as it happens. Not the first time. With different intents. Yeah. Hmm. What is unclear to me still is how there there must be a third party, yes? Who has the serpent's tooth? So. Not necessarily. If the if Morich hit it somewhere mm -hmm. or smashed it to dust. <coughs> yeah. So we go to the cement factory when it's closed. We know that he went there. We know that we believe that his intent was to grind the stone into oblivion. 
we know that the, we cannot simply ask and be given answers. Yeah. Maybe we hide ourselves nearby before the curfew so that we can... But if it's... What is the goal? If he put it into the grinder and it was ground up, then we are finished with that regard. If he put it in the grinder and it didn't get ground up, it got trapped in a giant concrete block that goes to a, a new apartment building. Who will ever find the blade in a giant concrete block? I don't know. I don't I'm just think trying we to, can... I just want to... All I'm trying to do is come to an understanding of what exactly happened to it. Yeah. If I find any trace that it is machinery. destroyed... Hmm? I'm sorry, do any of you have heavy machinery? One percent, oh, oh. baby. <laughs> I happen to have one percent. <laughs> well, you That's take my ten percent mechanical repair. I have forty percent enough for a heavy machinery. Apparently, Torian <laughs> with the lock picking and heavy machinery. Okay. What are you up to? Apparently, in your apparently, spare time? I gave myself. Some... <laughs> what is going on? I have all the bizarre skills. Don't you roll that? It's good. It's good. Don't be afraid to spend luck. Uh, <laughs> yes, I'm very afraid to spend luck. <laughs> if I had luck to spend, I would spend it, but I failed spectacularly. Yes. Oh, shit. I, so... I, could, I could push it. <laughs> I don't know how. Do you, do you want to push it? Is it worth it on a if, fault? If, if you fail. If you fail, um, you're going to trip and fall and land on your arm. <laughs> oh, well, that's fine. I'll, I'll it's a strange thing. He's just thinking too hard. He's like, pops of blood. That's okay. <laughs> 18 out of 40. Yeah. Okay, there you go. So it, it occurs to you as you're thinking about the process of making cement that cement needs to be uh, a fine powder. So if the knife got caught in it, it would get caught like in the, the screen that, uh, yes. that sifts out the large rocks. See, uh, I know this so actually from... My archaeological digs. Uh, you know, I like to know what I'm dealing with. I are think your, that's are your archaeology of digging up a uh, heavy machinery. No, but <laughs> I, I have to know how to cement mixers. I have to know how to you you you've got to have a bit of knowledge in heavy machinery. It's one of those big diggers to get out the. Yeah. So, sometimes I have too. had to uh, use in other things, but you know. All right, so that is a good spot to hold it. And we will continue this after my Alaskan vacation. Uh, so our players included Morgan Llewellyn, David Gasway, Stuart Lipley, Keith Craig, and Josh Harwood with yours truly as the Keeper of Arcane Lore. We have a Discord server where you can chat with other members, you can set up private games, and you can learn the finer arts of gameplay and game mastery. 
We provide audio-only versions of our shows free for you to download from Podbean or iTunes. If you'd like to help support our show, please visit our Patreon account. Just a dollar to a month helps us a lot. Like, share, and subscribe to our channel and punch the bell icon for updates on our latest shows. And leave us some comments. We enjoy reading them and answering any questions you might have. This is Tom Rayleigh, together with all the members of our gaming club, inviting you to journey with us once again into the darkness for another adventure into the universe of H.P. Lovecraft and the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. Until next time, good luck and good gaming. Thank you.